devil in the detail. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and it's another fun week talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me in the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob. Right, mate. Celebrating a good win against Castleford this weekend? Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? It was a good day, wasn't it? I'm just about recovered. <clears throat> Excuse me, I lost my voice a bit and... Uh, I've been struggling since Sunday, but I'm just uh, gradually getting it back now. Cool, cool. Also joins us on the show, we've got the man of the moment, uh, fresh from his commentary day, we've got Ryan Wilkinson, right Ryan? Yeah, not buzzing from Sunday afternoon. Yeah, did you enjoy your first stint behind the mic? Yeah, it was mint, mate. Everyone in work's been talking about it, uh, made a few people laugh, and uh, yeah, it's been a really good response, so looking forward to hopefully doing a little bit more. Yeah, we've, uh, we've me and Paul have been talking, obviously your, your nickname on the podcast is Potty Mouth. Um, <laughs> but what we sorry considering you've uh, you've had your your moment of, of fame, uh, we were going to call you Shouty McShouty Face. Uh, or right. We're not quite sure yet, Paul. What, what do you think? Uh, I'm yeah. Will Kill, Will Kill or Will is probably better, mate. To be honest, but um, I've been called worse things, so whatever, mate. Cool, right. So we'll call you Shouty McShouty Face from now on. Then that sounds like a good idea. Uh, cool, Paul, I don't so, know. What, uh, <laughs> so, Paul, what have we got on, mate? Yeah, we've got the news. We've got a review of the great victory against Castleford. We've got Coach's Corner with Ian Watson. We've got the amateur report, and we've got a preview of Friday's match against Widmer's Viking. Cool. So, we'll do. We'll, uh, we'll start with the news. So, the Challenge Cup draw has been made, and Salford have been drawn at home to the Toronto Wolfpack, Paul. You know, it's going to be a great game, that Toronto, new into rugby league, and uh, it's going to be a spectacle. Yeah, it could have been worse, Rob. We could have got, you know, Leeds or, or Lee or somebody like Hawkins and Rovers. So, Toronto, two leagues below us, but they've got some good players. They've been playing well. They've got a good t- team ethic there, haven't they? And sort of building something big. But it's an exciting game for Salford. I mean, historic game for us, really, isn't it? Playing, uh, playing a Canadian team. I mean, we might never play them again, who knows? But, but yeah, really looking forward to that. Could be a bit of a banana skin, but... You can't. I don't think you can argue with a home draw. I think if you get drawn at home in the Challenge Cup, it's a bonus. And uh, no, I'm really looking forward to that match. Yeah, uh, you've got Brian Noble uh, involved in, in the Toronto Wolfpack, Ryan. It's going to be great. You know him coming back to the uh, to the AJ Bell Stadium and hopefully us putting one over on him. It is. Yeah, I'm sure he'll want to get a win over over Salford uh, in the Challenge Cup. Paul Rowley as well. He's a great coach. Good mates with Ian Watson as well. So yeah, it's got everything. Uh, all the ingredients of an exciting game. Toronto play like a really good style of rugby, like they used to as well, um, and so do we. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure the the boys on the Wolfing Around uh, podcast, their kind of rugby league podcast, are going to be buzzing about uh, the game, Paul. And you know, so we, you know, we're looking for a big Challenge Cup uh, run, aren't we? And obviously, hopefully, we'll beat Toronto, and that'll be the start of something big for us. Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, I think it's. Um good for us because you, you can imagine there'll be a lot of media attention at that game and um, a lot of publicity surrounding it and uh, yeah really looking forward to it like I said you can't ask for more than a than a home draw so if we can uh, if we can steer our way past Toronto you're in the last 16 then and you know that's when it starts hotting up so you know it's not not many games to get to Wembley but it's going to be tough but uh, but a home draw is a good start yeah the fifth round draw in full we've got Lee Centurions for Hull Kingston Rovers Featherston Rovers the Oldham Leeds v Doncaster, us v Toronto, Whitehaven v Oxford Rugby League or Halifax, Juju uh, Rounds v Batley Bulldogs, Huddersfield Giants v, Lion, uh, v Swinton Lions and York City Knights v Barrow Raiders. Ryan, you know what jumps out of you there in the uh, in the lineup? I'd say it's our game, uh, our game against Toronto and obviously uh, Lee v Hull KR. 
that'll be a really good game. I'm sure Tim Sheens will have full KR fired up up for that. Usually the uh, the top championship teams are you know, really looking forward to getting a test against the Super League club. And I'm sure Toronto will be as well. Uh, I was saying earlier, if Toronto were in the championship, they'd probably be in the top two uh, with Hull KR as well. So that'll be a really good test for Liam. I'm sure they get a big crowd as well. Yeah, Liam Hawkins with Rovers, Paul. That's the, the tie of the round for me. Obviously, us and Toronto is uh, going to be a you know good spectacle. Uh, but you know, when you want competitive games in in the you know the cup as well, and I'm sure Lee fans and OKR fans are going to be up for that. Yeah, of course. Well, it's it's going to be different for for Lee because if you go back the last few seasons, Lee have been sort of I won't say giant killers, but they've they've from the first division perspective, they've beat Super League sides and been sort of the underdog, haven't they? Whereas it's going to be the boots going to be under the foot now. They're the Super League side playing the. Uh, Playing the, the championship side in Hulkingston Rovers, so it'll just be see how, how they deal with the pressure of being favourites. But from what I've read about Hulkingston, they, they look a, a solid side this season with, with Jamie Ellis, you know, top point scorer, you know, he's banging the goals over and he scored a few tries as well. So I think they'll be dangerous and that'll be, probably be a, a really, really tough, close game. That Yeah, it's going to be a, a great round for Rugby League and hopefully there will there'll be a, some ga- good games to watch and obviously hopefully it's all for the win. Um, next bit of news. Uh, tickets available for the Witness game on Thursday, Ryan. You know we're hoping for a, another big following uh, on our on our travel to Witness. Yeah, Ian Blaze has put a big statement out this week in the news that um, you know he really wants to see a, a good following away at Witness. I'm sure we'll see it as well. I don't think he even needs to put that out uh, after beating top of the league Cass, uh, who won the first five games, uh, and to see the crowds that we've already took away this year, you know I'm, I'm sure we'll see over a thousand Solfa fans there at Witness on Friday. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, 25% of the ticket price goes back to the club, Paul, if you buy it at the, uh, the AJ Bell. You know, I think that's a great incentive incentive for fans to, you know, to go and buy a ticket because obviously it helps to grow the club. Yeah, of course it does. And I don't I don't think they're that expensive, are they? The tickets are, they? I mean, they're, they're pretty reasonably priced, aren't they? And to get that 25% as well, that all goes back into the club. I mean, that's that's quite a good percentage to get back in it. So, yeah, I would encourage anybody, you know, don't pay on the gate, get yourself down to the AJ Bell. You can even get the tickets... Um, so I've, I got got mine sorted on on Sunday. You can get them at the home game, can't you? The week before. I mean, they've got tickets there in advance. I think you can get your um, your Catalan Dragons tickets. I was talking to uh, John Oskis and James's dad on Facebook today, and he's he's got his Catalan tickets sorted, and he's well prepared. He's sorted out there, so it's good. You can get them in advance, and goes back to our club. I suppose revenue streams are important, Andy Ryan, aren't they, Ryan? You know, for the club, and if we can, you know, get our tickets early, it helps. You know put more funds back in the pot? It does, yeah. They've uh, made a few changes, haven't they? So I used to get 10% of all the way sales and they've, they've brought that up to about 25 now, which probably doesn't benefit us in a way. Um, but it is important for us as, as fans to, you know, pre-buy the tickets and not pay up the gate just to, uh, you know, improve that cash flow for the club. So uh, if you can get down to the AJFL during the week, uh, go and pre-buy tickets from the club direct. Yeah, 25% of the, of, of the ticket price is a fair whack, Ryan, hopefully. You know, people keep buying them and obviously it'll hopefully help the club. Uh, ticket prices are as follows. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder and you're an adult, it's £20. Uh, with coach travel, that'll be £28. Uh, concessions, uh, over 65 and young adults between 17 and 23, which counts us three out, is uh, £13 and the coach travel will be £8, which totals 21 quid. Uh, and then junior swaps uh, are £8 on the coach and you can swap it at the, uh, the stadium. If you aren't a season ticket holder, it's £22 for adults. £12 on the coach, which is 34 quid. Uh, 15 if you're a concession and 12 quid on the coach, which is 27 quid. Or uh, if you're a junior um, ticket holder, it's £10 or £22 if you get in the coach as well. Uh, coach, you'd pick up 
places are as follows at Shando Sports Club at 5.25 Royal Sovereign at 5.35 Eccles Town Hall at 5.50 The Dog and Partridge at 6 and the AJ Bell Stadium at 6.15 um, It's great obviously all these places Ryan that the, the club are picking up from uh, you know all dotted around the around the kind of city it's good for fans to be able to, to get some places rather than all them to go to the AJ Bell uh, all the time Yeah it just benefits people who you know used to live around the uh, around the Willows as well uh, Shanders so yeah, really good thing that we'll be doing, and uh, hopefully we'll get a big crowd on Friday. Yeah, obviously there's more ticket news available. The uh, Magic Weekend tickets are available, like Paul said. The shirts are out as well, Paul. Uh, what do you think? Do you like the shirt, the new shirt? Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was all right. I was surprised with it. It's a funny colour for us, I suppose, being Salford Red Devils, but no, it looks all right. Todd Kine looked pretty smart in it when I saw him at the... That fans forum thing, and we had a, we had a good one last year, didn't we as well? So, so yeah, I'd encourage anybody to to buy that if you're into your replica shirts. It looks good to me. Yeah, the, obviously the club have got uh, all the details on the, on the website regarding uh, ticket prices and and travel. Uh, Ryan, you know the Magic Weekend is always a, a massive uh, occasion, and hopefully you know we'll bring a big crowd. I think it's important all the fans kind of buy the tickets together if we want to kind of generate an atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like in the past we've sort of been split up. Fans dotted everywhere around the ground. So hopefully, I, I know Ian Blee said on, in the fans forum last week that you know, he needs everyone to buy the tickets way in advance so we can have everyone together and um, create a really good atmosphere. And if we keep playing like the way we are, and you know, we're playing Lee as well, which is probably a, sounds a bit of an easy tie. I know they're doing quite well, but... You know, that's 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 our real derby, that isn't it now? So, yeah, hopefully, we'll get a really big crowd. Yeah, I think uh, talking about Lee, uh, Derek Beaumont and Marwan Kukash talking about having a boxing match, Paul. You're the, the Sports Zone uh, boxing correspondent. Um, who do you think could win in a battle between Marwan and uh, and Derek? Ooh, it's a <laughs> tricky one, that I think, isn't it? Uh, that Derek Beaumont's lost a lot of weight and he looks totally different. So, yeah. uh, I think Marwan might have the, a bit of a weight advantage. I'm not saying Marwan's like bigger or anything but he might have a bit of a weight advantage but uh, but yeah he might be the, the slick and quick one the old ball one there but uh, no, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to, to see that well, I think I'll go with Kukash though. I won't argue with Kukash I'll, uh, I'll say uh, Kukash gets him late on yeah <laughs> Kukash in, in, the, in the ninth what do you reckon Ryan what do you think you think obviously Marwan you know, more powerful than Beaumont I reckon I think he'll finish him early I don't know to be honest really uh, I've never seen him box um, I'd say Marwan's probably a bit bigger um, but yeah well, I'd, I'd be quite intrigued to see that really um, it'd be pretty funny I'd, I'd definitely uh, pay they should do it like the, the AJ Bell in the big room shouldn't be like, they? A, be like a pair of windmills I think Rob Well, <laughs> 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 we'll keep our eye on that one uh, and we'll, we'll see what, 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 what develops uh, next bit of news uh, Jordan Warren uh, has broke his hand uh, Paul uh, Oldham he's come back a bit, of a bit of a blow for him yeah he's been doing really well by all accounts Scott Naylor has been singing his praises and I know Scott's um, you know he's quite um, what's the word I'm looking for he wants him on, on loan again you know, after after he's uh, recovered from an injury he's quite keen to get him back there so uh, he's been progressing really well Jordan so it's unlucky that but uh, broken hand I'm sure he won't be out for too long and if he can get back to all them get some gains in, under his belt I'm sure he'll be back, back back in our team sooner rather than later yeah I would say you know going to Oldham Ryan we wanted to get game time and obviously that injury is a bit of a setback for him but I'm sure you know the season's quite a long one and you know hopefully he'll come back soon and, and you know force himself back into the team yeah, we're only we're only six games into the season, and hand injuries like not the worst thing to happen in the world. So you know, give it give it ten weeks or so. I'm sure he'll be 
uh, alive and kicking once again. Yeah, uh, final bit of news. Um, friends of the show, Cinnamon Dinner, uh, have a gig at the Old Nags Head in Earlham. It's on the 31st of March. Um, playing some good tunes, bumped into Ryan Paul on Sunday. He's a good lad and uh, you know, his band plays good music too. He's a really good lad, yeah, really nice lad, and he's a massive Salford supporter. And uh, you know, I've I've watched him a few times in the in the, the, the fans uh, tent before the game. You know, Andy Steele on the on the decks as well, and they're really really good. I really enjoy him, and obviously did that competition last week, and I think they've had a lot of interest in that. And if you can get down and see him, I think uh, they're doing they're doing really good things. And as we've said, best band in Salford. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm trying to get myself down there. Hopefully, you know, get entertained. Because I think they do play some good music, don't they, Ryan? Yeah, they've got some decent tunes and they play like um, some like old Oasis and Stone Roses tracks as well. So uh, proper music, as I call it. So yeah, if anyone could get down, go and see him. Ryan's a top lad as well, massive Salford fan. Um, so yeah, get down and support a local band. Cool. So what we'll do now, we've talked about the news and now we'll talk about our victory against Castleford on Sunday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Red Devils victorious on Sunday, taming the Castle of the Tigers, 13 points to 12, Ryan, <coughs> great win. It was, it was it was an absolutely magnificent victory, you know, considering um, Castle won the first five games, uh, we were coming off a loss at Wakefield, it was, it was so important for us to win that game, I don't feel like anyone was expecting us to win it either, so uh, yeah, really, really impressed with the performance and uh, a superb victory. Yeah, Castle of the Tigers, Paul. Flying at the top of the league at the time, you know it's good that you know we're able to put one over on them and stop the Castleford juggernaut uh, rolling on. Yeah, certainly was, certainly was. Um, just going back to Cast, the, the first uh, four wins that they had, I thought that we had a chance of beating them because the size they'd beat, I thought were a bit low on confidence. They caught Leeds at a good time, Warrant at a good time, Witness, and they played Lee first game. So I think we were the first real big test for them. And I was thinking that going to the game on Sunday, and, and you know they came up short. Really, Daryl Powell said that after the game, and I think credit to us, you know, as we'll speak about in a sec. Twelve four down, and we came back into the business. Yeah, Todd Carney, uh, Ryan spent all game on the bench. I know, I was, I was quite surprised by that to be honest. But fair play to Ian Watson. I listened to him after the game in the, uh, in the press conference, and he mentioned that he, he did he did feel like bringing him on with twenty minutes to go, but. Um, on reflection, he, he made the right decision there. You know, Dobson and uh, Rob Blue were playing exceptionally well, so yeah, he, he made the right call. Was a little bit disappointed not to see him, you know, walk out in the Red Devils shirt, but I'm sure there'll be other opportunities potentially this weekend. So, really looking forward to finally um, seeing his debut. Yeah, it was a brave decision uh, by Ian Watson, obviously, the build up before the game that he was going to get on, and Ian Watson sticking to his guns, seeing how the game was unfolding, decided nope. We're going to keep it as it is, and and obviously the boys saw it home. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit difficult for for Wattle really there because, like he said in the press conference, I think he was even thinking about bringing him on with about two minutes to go. I think until we we dropped that goal. Um, so yeah, you've just got to go with how the game's going, haven't you? And the way things were going, Dobson and Lou were playing well, and you know the the way it unfolded with us coming back there and. It would have, it might, it could have disturbed it bringing him on. He could have scored a try and won the game. So I think he just held his nerve there. Watson, and obviously there's a, there's a long season ahead of us, isn't there? And I'm sure, you know, Todd Kane is going to get his opportunity. Whether I think it's just where where he fits in into to Watson's plans. Really, I mean, he's an halfback, isn't he? And we've got 
you know, Robert Louis and Michael Dobson playing well now. So if he's not going to dislodge them, where else are we going to play him? I'm sure that's a headache uh, for Ian Watson. Yeah, it's a good headache to have, though, Ryan. It you know, he's a class the class halfback, uh, and obviously him coming in is only going to improve the team. Even though we won at Castle, against Castleford on Sunday, definitely you want these sort of headaches. And you know, when you look around at Super League, let's let's take for example, say Ellen's Matty Smith's been injured. You know, they're playing John Wilkin at standoff. You know, with Theo Farge, you know, we've got Rob Lewin, Michael Dobson, Josh Wood, Gareth O'Brien, Todd Carney, who can all play in them positions. So, got such a strong squad these days. And you've seen with the performances from Dobson and Lewin this year, they've, they've really stepped up. And I believe it's because they've got that fear of loss, you know, that fear of losing their position, that side, because they're training with Todd Carney. Whereas before, they didn't really have that. They knew they were guaranteed that position. There wasn't anyone sort of competing for those positions, whereas now, you know, it's it's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they all get on the pitch at the same time. I know what I was said in, in the fans forum that, um, you know, you might see one of them at, at loose forward and play all four of the pivots. That'd be really interesting. So, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, so let's have a quick look back at the game. Uh, Castleford up the scoring, Paul. A try by Luke Gale. Bomb in the air. Solvers defence. Misread it. Uh, ball bounces loose and Gale just about manages to ground the ball. Yeah, I thought it was a bit poor from Greg Johnson there. It was a difficult kick, you know, swirling around in a wind. And you thought at an early age, don't let a rugby ball bounce it and go all over the show. And it, it did do there and it caught Greg Johnson out. And you know, obviously Gale followed up and scored. So I was a bit disappointed with that one there. But, uh, you know, after that, uh, we, we didn't see another point in that first half. And, you know, the way Castle had been scoring this season, I thought our defence was, apart from that blip, was, was very good in the first half. Yeah, obviously... Greg Johnson got impeded a bit, didn't he, Ryan? Reckon possible obstruction on him? It's a, it's a real tough one. I, I would have liked to have seen it again on the on the Sky cameras. It seemed that, yeah, basically there was like two obstructions in there, so it was probably a fair call, but I, I would like to have seen that one again, to be honest. I suppose it's one of them, I suppose, with referees, you, you've got to see what you, you, you know, what's in front of you, and obviously he decides that, you know, Gale gets the advantage and he goes over uh, to open the scoring. But Salford, like Paul said, you know, come roaring back. Uh, great bit of work. Uh, from Ben, uh, sorry, great bit of work from Rob Lewis sends Ben Murdoch Masala through the hole for his first try. Good play from Mark Flanagan that as well. It was a lovely ball from Flanagan to uh, to Robert Lewis, and it was good work from Robert Lewis in the build up to that. Great grubber kick, to, you know, to get us a repeat set. Good, really good work from Robert Lewis. That but that ball to uh, to Ben Murdoch Masala, what a money ball that was. You're not going to stop uh, Big Ben near the line. He went chip. Charging through there, and it was a it was a cracking try, well worked try as well. That and uh, like I said, well built up with the pressure that we built to get the repeat set and uh, put Castleford under pressure. Yeah, both building pressure, Ryan. That's the main main aim of the game in that situation. And obviously, you know, Salford made Castleford crack, didn't they? Yeah, I thought that's something we did really well all game. We just you know we're you know building a lot of uh, a lot of yards, getting up the Castleford pitch and putting some pretty decent kicks into the corner. So we just kept building that pressure, and it, it was a really tight game and. You know, we we managed to come out the end with a win from from building that pressure to, in the last them last twenty minutes. So uh, really impressive performance. Yeah, crucial moment just for half time though. Uh, a try from Greg Eden was ruled out for a forward pass. Uh, Paul, just for half time, another get a try that could have could have changed the face of the game. Yeah, it was a big moment, that real big moment. That I think that'd have been a disappointing if they'd have got that try there. It could have could have changed the game. So I was uh, very relieved when I uh, I saw the touch through three signal and. Uh, a forward pass. I'm not so sure which pass it was. I thought it was the 
the pass before the Shenton pass to Eden, I thought it was the pass from Gale to uh, to Shenton that was a judge forward. Looking at the the replay of it today, but um, I think it was forward. Yeah, I think we t- we do give officials some stick, don't we? Uh, most weeks, but you know, I think Ryan, you know, the, the linesman was spot on, and for him to make that brave decision, you know, in that crucial moment of the game, you know, shows that you know when needed, the linesman can make a big decision like that. Yeah, credit credit given where credit's due. To be honest. Um, I, th- I thought the ref was had a really, really strong game on the, on Sunday. Uh, didn't give a lot of penalties away. Really allowed the game to flow. And there was a couple of forward passes in the game, which which he did spot correctly as well. So yeah, really impressed with all them for on Sunday. Yeah. So obviously Salford were were tra- uh, trailing at half time, but then obviously Castleford scored just after half time. Greg Minikin going on a weavy run and, and scoring off an error. Uh, Paul, you know, obviously you know we showed a bit of class there, turning Salford's defence inside out. Uh, but really, we should have stopped him, you know, earlier there, shouldn't we? Defence has got me better. I thought the defence was was terrible there, mate. Um, three blokes on him, Justin Carney, O'Brien, and Dobson, I think it was, and it was weird. He sort they sort of carried him to the line, didn't they? And I remember thinking, what they're doing? Why they put him into touch? And you know, three blokes have got to do better, do better than that there. And but just going back to, the, I think it was Junior Sow who made the mistake in the midfield. That that was another one. I think it was three in the tackle there. You know, is it a loose carry? Is it a ball steal? I'm not too sure. You'd have to look at the replay, but. It was a disappointing try to concede that, and a strange try, I thought. So obviously, Salford trailing at that point, uh, 12-4, Ryan. You know, at that point, what are you thinking? You're thinking, can we get back in this contest? Yeah, I thought we were the better side the whole game, to be honest. We had a chat with Mick Morgan at half-time, the, the Castleford commentator, the, the famous commentator, and, you know, he was he was saying it been a, it was a very tight game, the toughest game that they'd had all season. I, I genuinely thought we were the better team, and we were lucky to be behind at that point. Uh, just going back to the try as well, what an effort that was by by Minikin to, you know, carry three players uh, on his back and get over the trial, and that that was a tremendous effort. And Daryl Powell said that as well after the game. So uh, yeah, I didn't feel like we were completely out of it, but um, you know, luckily we managed to get back into the game. Yeah, another start bounced on my run by Ben Ben Murna Masala makes a difference. Paul badges through a couple of defenders and reaches over the line. You know, moments like that, you know, it lifts everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. And it, it was one of them from where, from where I was sat. It was, it was difficult to see what had gone on. I thought he'd lost the ball. And then you just saw him go over to the line. And when you see the, the sort of the in-goal judge stand up sort of straight like they do, like uh, they stand up really straight, and you think, oh, he's going to give it here. And, and the referee gave the try. So it was a fantastic effort, you know, from the, the amount of attention he was receiving from the Castleford defence, you know, his players on him. And, you know, the strength of Ben Burton Masilla, I mean, He's one strong forward, isn't he? And he, he caused havoc. I think running at Luke Gale must have thought it was his worst nightmare. He, he made a monkey of him a few times, but that that try, it came, I'm sure it came from a kick. I think there was a high ball that went up and uh, from Michael Dobson, and it sort of swirled around in the wind. And I remember Zach Ardick sort of lost judgment. I think of it. He sort of stuck his leg out, and the ball bounced off him and re, 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 regained possession from that. And I thought that was a turning point. It got us on the front foot. We got that a try and you could see the momentum of the game sort of change there, you know, from, from 12-4. We, we were back in there and we had Castleford on the ropes. Yeah. Ryan, you're a big fan of Ben Murnham, his big, powerful running style. And he's had, a, you know, a, a marvellous last two games, hasn't he? Yeah, considering he's come back from injury as well. And I believe that was a knee injury. He just looks so powerful. He's just absolutely massive. So difficult to put down and if you can get him one on one with you know a smaller player, he's gonna run through him every single time. So all we need to do, Rob Louie, little pass off, one on one with a defender, and he, he's gonna score tries. So yeah, he's he's, he's been brilliant for us, uh, Benny, and hopefully we can get him signed up on a new contract as well. 
Yeah, so obviously Salford's, uh, the wind was in Salford's uh, sails at that point, uh, Paul. And obviously a break by uh, by Warren, Adam Warren, um, results in a penalty for Salford and O'Brien kicks the goal to tie the scores. Yeah, and just credit to Adam Warren as well. He started on Sunday and I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I think that's one of the best performances I've seen of him in a Salford shirt. I mean, we all know he works his socks off every week, Adam, when he gets the opportunity and no, I thought he played really well. Very dangerous. He tackled well, and he was—he he looked unstoppable as well at times. You know, charging the ball in it there, as did Ozzy Krasniki. I thought Ozzy played really well. He was. The thing is, what they were doing—they were landing on the front foot, landing on the fronts, getting up quick, playing the ball, and you know that's hard to deal with for any defence. And um, you know, Adam Wall, really, really quality performance from him. And yep, Gareth O'Brien popping the two over to get us level. Yeah, as Paul said earlier, the uh, Adam Moore was absolutely superb. I thought he had a great game. It was one of the, one of his best games for the club. And Krasnicki, he's, he's been putting a massive shift in. Um, Todd Carney was on the uh, on the bench. He didn't even come on. So all the forwards had a massive effort on Sunday against a really big and strong Castleford back. Yeah, the scores were tied, Paul. It's, it's playoff football at that point. You know, both teams, you know, wanting to you know to break, make the break, and, and make the difference and. I think Salford coped well with that pressure. Yeah, they did. And, and again, I mentioned last week about the goal line defence. I know we conceded four tries against Wakefield, but we had an awful lot of tackling to do against Castleford, who were, you know, the amount of points they did shipped in in the, the first four games. To hold them to just, just the 12 points, we had to do an awful lot of tackling in that game. And goal line defence, again, was, was tremendous, I thought. When it was 12 apiece, they had a few chances, but, you know, we really muscled up and we bottled Luke Gale up and. I thought I could see us, you know, getting that that one point. I could see us. I thought we were going to score a try actually win the game with a try, but uh, you know, we'll take a drop goal any any day of the week. Yeah, Ian Watson talks about um, talks about plan, putting a plan on Luke Gale Ryan, and you know, it seemed to work. You know, he wasn't really in the game much, was he? No, I, I just I know uh, Watto said after the game we had some sort of game plan. They've sort of worked out how Cass play, and he wouldn't tell anyone exactly <laughs> what he meant by that. Um, and we just we just seem to stop them playing rugby. Um, you know, you've seen games this year where they've scored, you know, twelve, thirteen tries against a good lead side. So the way we just stopped them playing that, yeah, Luke Gale, I, I just he, he kicks a great goal, but other than that, he didn't he didn't really seem to do much in the game. He was very quiet indeed. So yeah, it was a really good game. Yeah, so pressure football's on. It's twelve all, Paul. Um, O'Brien tries to drop a goal from fifty meters out. This time he he, he kind of misses. Uh, kind of glad he missed it this time rather than the last time he tried it. Um, but then the second attempt, a few minutes later, uh, slices or puts it right between the posts, straight on the dotted line, and uh, Salford lead. Yeah, and there was about three minutes to go there. So obviously, sorry, four minutes, three or four minutes to go. So there was still, you know, that's a lot of time in rugby league game, and it's still going to hit a couple of sets of six. So obviously, Castle were going to come straight back at us with a short kickoff, and uh, but we, but we dealt with them. I thought we dealt with them. We put pressure on them. Luke Gale, I think he, he attempted a drop goal. That did, to me, Castleford didn't seem to know what they wanted to do in that last couple of minutes. Whether they wanted to drop a goal, <coughs> excuse me, to tie the game, or go out and, and score a try to win the game. So they were a bit indecisive. And I know Luke Gale seemed a bit like that when he received the ball about 20 yards out and they made a bit of a hash of it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think, we've, we, like you said, with, with Castleford, it was a bit like they got put under pressure by us. A lot of times in that situation, someone comes flying out the line and causes... You know, misses or misses a tackle, and then which causes them to come running through the gap. But I think Ryan, our defensive line, stood up there. A lot of intelligence not to get sucked into Gale running across the line and teasing them out. It was, yeah. I believe that's is that the least points we've conceded this season as well. Twelve points against the team that has scored. How many tries has he scored? They must have scored about thirty or tries in them first five games. So 
Yeah, it's it's a really impressive effort, and considering we're missing Lamataz, and we only had uh, three pro- two props on the bench as well, it's a superb effort that, and hopefully we can take a lot of confidence from that into the next few games as well. Yeah, we we spoke to to Lee Mossop and Mark Flanagan after the game to get their views on it, and this is what they had to say. So I'm joined by Lee Mossop. Great win today, Lee. It was yeah, it was. Um... Obviously, we've been a bit disappointed with a few results this, uh, this last few weeks. We've let, we feel we've let a lot of games go that we could have possibly won. So um, I think all the boys from 117 today turned up committed and just shows what we can do when we do that. Yeah, it was a, it was a tight game, 13-12, pressure moments all, all the way through. You know, as a player, it, what, what does that feel like, you know, in games like this? They're the games you like playing in, to be honest, mate. No one likes playing in a 20-30 30, 30, uh, point blowout. They're, they're what improve you as a player. So we knew Cass were going to come up here. They've, they're probably the informed team along with Wigan this year, so we were in for a real test and credit to the boys, like I said, everyone turned up. So with Flash Fanagan, what a great win today. It was, it was a really good win. Um, tough conditions out there, uh, playing against a very good team in Cass, but you know, I think we, we all stuck in together and it was a very hard-fought victory and uh, I think it was well-deserved on our part. Yeah, obviously another drop goal by Gaz O'Brien there. You know, in pressure moments, comes up and delivers. He does, yeah. We'll be giving a bit of stick this week because he takes all the plaudits away from us. Those big fellas in the engine room, but no, Gaz is he's a, he's a class act, and you know you need that composure at those key times, and he brought really did bring that to end. Thought Michael Dobson was outstanding as well. Yeah, you talk about your forward pack. You know the forwards are going forward like yourself, making big meters and, and making good tackles. That's what good teams are built, and aren't they? Big forward packs. Yeah, we are, and we're quite a resilient pack as well. We're, we're, we're fit, and you know, you know, we, we really got stuck into them today, and you know. They're a good side cast, and if you stand off them, you just play into their hands. But I think we, our line speed and our and our contacts in defence was, was really great. So I think if we can back that up for the rest of the season, we won't go far. So Lee Moss and Mark Fanagan happy with that result, Paul? Yeah, certainly. And they both had top games as well. Been very, very impressed with with Lee Moss. I think we mentioned him a few weeks ago when we were talking about him. And uh, when we first signed him, you know, in the preview at the start of the season, we were a bit cautious, weren't we, about him because of the injury problems that he'd had. In the past, with his with his shoulder and whatnot, but uh, but no, he's he's looked quality, hasn't he? And I know Watto's been saying about you know perhaps England call-ups and things like that. But as long as he keeps his head down and keeps playing every week, that'll that'll look after itself. Mark Flanagan, another one. He's I thought he was exceptional again, and a lot of the work he does, um, we take for granted. I think sometimes, don't we? But he's he's very clever with his ball playing as well. He's a, he's a quality ball playing loose forward. Is Mark Flanagan that that pass for Louis again? That's going to the uh, the Masilla try. You know, he's very clever the way he can get the ball out in the tackle. I think he's a, he's a really top player, and the, the amount of tackling he does as well, he's a, he's a, a linchpin in that side. Yeah, talking about tackles, Flanagan did 43, uh, one of our, our top uh, tackler. Um, we've got other people, Crockjack with 29, Adam Warren with 30, Lee Mossett with 38, um, Ryan. You know, the forwards made, made some fantastic efforts there, didn't they? Yeah, the, the forwards won us the game, to be honest. They, they laid the platform and it was so tight around that middle. You've seen where Castleford this year, they've scored so many tries through that middle area. And just going back to the guy you mentioned there, Lee Mossop, I, I think he's been a superb signing for us. Probably one of the best best signings we've made in, in the last few years. He just runs so hard and he's, he's top in defence. And this year we've been dominating tackles and really slowing the play of the ball down. And that's something that... Wigan do really well and Warrington have done well in the past and that's that's probably why we we find ourselves in fifth in the league which is one of our best starts ever to a Super League season. Yeah, looking at the stats, 
The forwards also made some big meters. Craig Kopjack with 119. Adam Warren with 111. Um, Lost Mossett with 93. Kronicki with 86, Paul. You know, the, the, the big numbers here uh, against a, a tough Castleford pack. Yeah, they certainly are. And it wasn't exactly a dry day, was it, either on, on Sunday? You know, they, they had the conditions they had to deal with. I know the pitch is in, in, in good nick, but, you know, it was driving rain there in the second half. And it, you know, sometimes it's difficult in it to get through and, and to make the inroads, but but they certainly did. They, they worked really hard. And when you look at our pack, you know, you know we, we shouldn't fear anybody in that Super League. That, that pack of forwards we've got can match anybody. And I think Castleford has scored 174 points in the first four games of Super League. And to keep them to 12... If you said that to me, you know, this time last week, I'd have bit your hand off because that, that's a tremendous defensive performance and, you know, the, the lads should be really proud of that. Yeah, Ben Murnett-Masala was our biggest, highest metre maker with 139 with an average gain of, of 8 metres, 8 metres a drive, uh, Ryan. You know, he's an outstanding player and he's, he's definitely driving this uh, this pack forward I can't speak highly enough of Ben Murnett to see he's such a good player in defence and attack he's such an handful you know often it takes three four players to to put him down and as I mentioned earlier put him one on one with a with a defender and he's just going to walk all over him he must weigh about 115 kilos and he's, he's still young as well so he's probably got his best years in front of him Ben so top top player and you know as I mentioned earlier again like just get him signed up on a three year deal be brilliant yeah we spoke to uh, Ian Watson in coach's corner after the game and this is what he had to say Coach's corner. Delighted to see him with Ian Watson, and after that, I mean, grit, determination, a lot of heart there today. Ian. Yeah, no, that's kind of what we're built on. Um, the, the team's built on that, and the team, team demand that of each other as well. And the good thing is, as well, there's, there's been players who've not played who could be in our starting 17 as well, and the guys who've come in have really put their hand up and done a, a great knock there for us. I thought Todd Carney was going to come on at one. I could see him like prowling the touchline, but you know yeah. he didn't play him. But he didn't have to today, did he? Yeah, no, I, I sent the call down to tell him to get ready. To be honest with you, we, we were very close to putting him on there. We just thought last ten minutes, um, game management was massive, um, and whether he could have pinned him in the corners and put the t- put it on our turns. But to be fair, Dobbo and Rob Lewin, McCandam, what was holding me back was that they were in the game. It's wet conditions. Once you're in the game. It, and once you're coming in fresh, it's a little bit harder to get in it. Um, but I just thought if it had stayed 12 10, I'd have been more tempted to throw him out there to give them something different to look at. Um, but the boys, Rob Lewis, Dobbo, Gaz O'Brien, done a great job. But to come back from 12 4 down against Castleford, what they've done to teams this season, you must be must be pleased with that to come back, especially after last week as well, losing a tight game. Yeah, to win yeah. a tight game. It's a massive wrap on our middles. To the I think it's all started from our middles. Um, we spoke this week about certain things that we wanted to look at in the game, and, and, and they've executed it really well um, from 1 to 17 all the way through. They've, they've done the job for the team. The middles have set the platform and what we've asked them to do. I just thought it was outstanding, again, like you say, against a pack who generally overrun teams as well. And Luke Gale stopped in today. What's this? You're not going to tell us the secret either. You're going to no, keep no, that no, close no. to your chest, there. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll keep that one to us. Yeah. yeah. How's uh, Nile Levels? Is he? Yep. No, Nile's fully fit. Nothing wrong with Josh Nile. Jones as well. Okay. Yep. Fully fit. Yep. Obviously, he's going to witness that sweet. Then he's got to build on this. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We want to back. We want to back up, uh, and that's the key for us. It's, it's kind of 
we've kind of got last year we got ourselves where we were in games all the time to competing and it was about learning to come through and what, what it is now it's learning to back up um, and learning to be real consistent and I'm sure every team strives to be that as well I was talking to Daryl before the game and he says that's, that's their drive as well to be consistently week in week out as well um, and it's no different for us we, we want to be we want to be a top team we want to be where Castleford are which is sitting up near the top end of the table and if we can rectify that every single week then I've no danger we'll be up there I think it just shows how much progress we're making because I know a lot of people in the, me- the media and you know, supporters I spoke to this week sort of didn't write us off but didn't really think we had a chance today against Castleford and I always thought in the back of my mind that, that we did have and with that defence today goal line defence again was tremendous wasn't it yeah we, we, we've spoke um, a lot over the week and I was really confident we could get them we're, we're quite similar um, in kind of our beliefs the way you play as a team and the way you want to play um, the game um, Daryl's a, a great advocate and doing a great job at the moment at Castleford and getting them to be a footballing team and to play and they've got some great players in there as well um, and it, it's something kind of that mould is something that we want to kind of follow as a club so where they they got into the eights and then they stayed there for a while and then they moved up into the top um, four bracket and then they've kind of been consistently there and now they're up there challenging as well so hopefully a team like I say like Castleford like us we can get up there and prove people wrong that you can play a different way and still be attractive to kind of play and win something Well I think we're definitely going in the right direction and I think you're taking us in the right direction as well fantastic results today congratulations and best of luck against Witness next uh, Friday Cheers Bob Cheers mate Coach's Corner so, Ian Watson, happy with that performance, Paul? Yeah, he was. He was delighted with that performance, uh, especially the defence. And uh, he wasn't going to uh, let me into the Luke Gale plan either that he had. <laughs> I mean, like Ryan said before in the press conference, he was very tight-lipped about that. But that's good. He, he's a good coach here. He, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? He's very good tactically. And, uh, you know, I thought he he out-coached Daryl Powell. On, uh, on Sunday, got the better of him. Daryl Powell, as we know, is a very good coach, but I, w- I was very pleased for Ian. And he's a good scout for us that against Castleford. And let's just hope we can build on that. Now it's very important that we take that momentum into the witness game. Yeah, talking about tactical awareness, Ryan, Rob Louis and Michael Dobson getting us around the field uh, against Castleford. You know, like you said, Todd Carney not getting his opportunity. You know, will it be the same this week if them two boys can uh, raise, raise the game again? I don't know, really. It's, it's a real tough one, that. But for me, I, I want to see Todd Carney in a Salford shirt, so I, I bring him off the bench at our time next week. But if if Dobson and Louis are playing well and we're thirty points up, why would you? It's it's a really difficult decision for Watto. You know, you could potentially slot him in at thirteen, but then again, Mark Flanagan's playing well. We've never really had these sorts of headaches before, um, but it's they certainly are good headaches. So, uh, but yeah, looking forward to Todd make his debut. Yeah, big thanks to everyone who gave us the three word match reports and my the match we've got. A lot to get through. Um, JK Salford Red Devils Rugby League FC uh, said, Tame the Tigers, and their man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala. Uh, Darren Scholes, the ringmaster, and his man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala. Uh, Hitman Handle uh, said, Ben Murdoch Masala, <coughs> class game management. Uh, David Caesar, um, his man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala, grit and determination. Can We see we can see a pattern forming here, can't we? Uh, next one was Martin what a game uh, his man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala Willows Road great grit and determination his man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala Colin Reynolds massive statement that have a guess who's man of the match that was Paul uh, Ben Murdoch Masala yeah uh, Ryan Holden <laughs> <laughs> popped the bubble uh, his man of the match was Big Ben uh, Jimmy Unsworth had fought win uh, and his man of the match was uh, all 13 of them 
Uh, Neil Howe, fantastic win today. Uh, his man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala and Nicola Fletcher. Superb team effort. Um, and he, but he gives the man of the match to Ben Murdoch Masala, Ryan. Like I say, everyone's backing Ben Murdoch Masala for man of the match uh, this, uh, last week. And uh, like I said, much deserved. Uh, Paul Hume said, wasted bench spot. Uh, and his man of the match was Todd Carney. Like, like we said before, you know, we, we've got to see, I suppose Ian Watson's got to see the game in front of him. If he, he don't want to put on uh, Todd Carney, then he doesn't have to, does he? As long as we win the game, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy when you win. And, uh, you know, looking back, what has made the right decision not to bring Todd Carney on? As long as you get them two points, I'm not bothered, me. doesn't matter how good the game is. Just keep winning games, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, Paul Foster, grit, determination, passion. His man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala. Uh, I went for Ben Murdoch Masala. Gary Williams, complete team effort. Ben Murdoch Masala. Jake Chanuk, uh, fight, passion, heart. Uh, Paul King, incredible team effort. Kate, uh, Nate, 09, plan came together. Joel Forshaw, never say die. Uh, Richard Martin, strength, composure, and patience. And Harvey, the squad. Uh, we are Salford, which, uh, which is good. I suppose lots of interaction there. Uh, Paul and everyone's quite happy with the performance. Yeah, everyone likes Ben Murdoch Masala's yeah. performance. So I don't think we can argue with what anybody said there. I thought he was outstanding. I mean, there's a lot of players who played really well, but obviously Ben uh, stands up, you know, with his two tries and just the way the way he's played. But you know, talking to Wattle after the game, he said to me off interview um, that um, Ben Murdoch Masala's still not 100% fit yet. <laughs> so God help teams when he is 100% obviously I think he meant by that he's only just come back from his injury and he played against Wakefield and he's just finding his feet but you know because I, I saw him in the first half I thought God he looked like he's struggling a bit and then he, came, he popped up a couple of minutes later and scored that try so you know when he has got a few more games under his belt you know in three or four weeks time how frightening is he going to be then so uh, so yeah but I agree with all the match the, all the plaudits for him this week I thought he was outstanding Who was your man of the match Ryan are you jumping on Ben Murdoch Masala bandwagon or have you got someone else yeah. It's got to be Ben Murdoch Masala, hasn't it? It's good two tries. Caused all sorts of problems. Top metres, breaks, tackles, whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be Ben Murdoch Masala. How about you, Paul? Yeah, I don't think I can give it anybody else. I'll get lynched if I do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought there were some top performances from Mark Flanagan and Adam Wall. Uh, were a close sort of third and second for me. But, yeah, Ben, ben Murdoch Masala, I'm going to have to go with Ben. Yeah, well, I think I might have to go with Ben as well. Cause You're going to have to do, Rob. Yeah, that looks like it, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, like I say, he, was, he was a fantastic performance. Two tries, you know, unbelievable effort for, for both. And, you know, that, that's what you want. You want big players like Ben uh, to, you know, to make the difference in big games, which, which, which is what he did. So that was the end of uh, the review of the game against Gasford. And now what we'll do, we'll have a look at our amateur sides and what they did this weekend with Paul. Right, well, I hope everybody's recovered from uh, from yesterday. Salford Reddell's great win against Castleford Tigers. I've just about got my voice back from that. So uh, I'll start this week's amateur report by looking at the National Conference Leagues. Rochdale Mayfield's Premier Division match against Sudall on Friday night was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. That's quite a regular theme throughout this week's um, amateur report. There's quite a lot of games postponed, so I'll get to, the, to those in uh, in a short while. In Division 2, though, Salford City Roosters... Big improvement on last week, you know, real a real pace in last week, but they've come back this week. Just went down by 14 points to four to, away at Millamore. was a tough place to go up there. Tom Smith getting the try for Salford City Roosters, who stay second bottom in the table. Um, hopefully they'll bounce back next week. 
Um, also in Division 3, Gateshead Storm beat the Waterhead Warriors by 40 points to 18. Oldham St. Anne's match against Eastmoor Dragons was postponed. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 25th of March, are as follows. In the Premier Division, Mitre Warriors take on Rochdale Mayfield. Division 2, Salford City Roosters welcome Farnhill Trojans. And in Division 3, Dewsbury Moor Maroons play Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St. Anne's play Dewsbury Celtic. Well, as you just mentioned there, quite a lot of games were postponed in the North West Men's League this weekend. So we'll start on the Saturday game, Saturday the 18th of March. Division 2, Charlie Panthers 22, Manchester Rangers 16. Rochdale Mayfield A against Berry Broncos was postponed. That was again due to a waterlogged pitch. Division 3, Blackpool Scorpions 10, Oldham St. Anne's A40. Division 4, Manchester Rangers A20, Runcorn 46. Oral St. James A16, Little Holton Reds 18. Wollstone Rovers a 38, Caddy's Head Rhinos 0 and Langworthy Reds against Ryland Sharks A was postponed. In Division 5, Halton Farm of Hornets A 20, Saddleworth Rangers A 10. The match between Berry Broncos A and Clockface Miners A was postponed. The fixtures for this week, 25th of March, Saturday. There's not many this week, there's just the two to bring you. In Division 2, it's Wigan St. Jude's against Rochdale Mayfield. And in Division 5, Berry Broncos A plays Saddleworth Rangers A. Moving on to Student Rugby League, there wasn't much in the Student Rugby League this week. College Rugby League, there was one result involving our local teams. Hotwood Hall College had a brilliant victory. They won away at Loughborough by 48 points to 18. The fixtures for this week, these matches will be played on Wednesday the 22nd of March. And there's a friendly between Manchester University and Edge Hill. And there is also a couple of games in the College Rugby League on Wednesday. In the Premier Division, Hotwood Hall play Halifax. And in League 2, Hotwood Hall A take on the Salford Red Devils. Right, the Northwest Youth League was decimated by um, by postponed matches. I'll just give you the results that was because there was only one in the under 13s, and that was the game that survived between Langworthy Reds and Haydock Warriors. But I'm completely glad it survived. That was in the Development Cup and Shield, and Langworthy Reds under 13s had a tremendous victory. They beat Haydock Warriors at home by 36 points to six. The fixtures for this Sunday, the 26th of March, in the under-18s Premier Division, Blackbrook play Oldham St. Anne's. In the under-18s Division 1, it's Langworthy versus Charlie Panthers, Porty Vine against Saddleworth. In the under-17s Premier Division, Salford play Accrington, Wigan Springview play Folly Lane. In the under-16s Division 1, Saddleworth play Oldham St. Anne's in a local derby, Waterhead play Lee East. Division 2, South Trafford play Burton Wood and Thato Heath Shields play Folly Lane. In the under-13s, Halton Farmworth Hornets play Waterhead in the Premier Division. In the under-13s, Division 1, it is Oldham St. Anne's against Clockface Miners. Rochdale Mayfield against West Bank Bears. Division 2 of the under-13s is Crossfields against Saddleworth Rangers. Langworthy Reds play Blackbrook Royals. And finally, in the under-13s, Division 3, South Trafford Raiders play the Haydock Warriors. Well, finally, it was Challenge Cup weekend. I know it's not the amateur scene, but it's quite important, the Challenge Cup, to, on the Devil in the Detail. I'm just bringing the scores from round four. Obviously, Salford coming round five. The draw is on Tuesday morning breakfast. Uh, radio, Radio 5 Live, 7.45. You probably already know that by the time you listen to the podcast, so hopefully we've got a nice uh, a nice draw. But these were the results from round four. Barrow Raiders, 20. Keith the Cougars, nil. Bradford Bulls 13, Featherston Rovers 21, Dewsbury Rams 36, Newcastle Thunder 8, Gloucester Argos 22, Doncaster 48, Halifax 20, Hunslet 6, Hulkingston Rovers 48, Sheffield Eagles 10, London Broncos 26, Toronto Wolfpack 30, Oldham 40, Haydock 12, Swinton Lions 40, London Scholars 8, Toulouse Olympic 16, Batley Bulldogs 34 and York City Knights 26, Rochdale Hornets 20. There was a postponed tie between Whitehaven and Oxford also. Well that's all I've got for you this week, I'll catch you next week.
Cheers for that, Paul. So what we'll do now, we'll look forward to the game against Witness on Friday. It's time for the Devil of the Salford Red Devils take on Widnes Vikings on Friday. Paul, a big game for both sides. Yeah, certainly is against Widnes. We beat them three times last season, didn't we? So I think we're going to get in that top eight. We need to beat them all the way this season. And especially after the good work we did against Castleford, we want to carry that on now. And, you know, they're always tough to beat on that, that high pitch they've got there. But, uh, you know, I fancy us on, on Friday night. Yeah, Widnes only picked up one point so far, Ryan, in, in the Super League. Pressure will be building on Dennis Betts to... Uh, to pull up a performance. Yeah, they desperately need a win. They've started really poorly. Uh, when you compare that to last year, they started extremely well. I believe they won the first six games, didn't they? So, you know, they're desperate for a win. They've lost Kevin Brown as well, which is a massive loss. Um, so, big big evening for both sides, I'd say. Who's your danger man for winners? Who should we be looking out for, Paul? Um, I've got a few, I've penciled a few down here that, that Reese Hansbury always seems to play well against us, he wasn't in the starting 17 against Hull, um, he was in the 19 man squad so I don't know that he's fully fit that Aaron Heremeyer always seems to play well against us you know the hooker he always seems to be, be tough Lloyd White, Tom Armstrong I like him the winger, Stefan Marsh always scores against us as well so they've got, they've got a few, they've got a bit of pace in the back line um, but like Ryan said then they're struggling, I think, at half-back since, uh, since losing Kevin Brown. I know Aaron Haramaya played at Scrum Half for him on, uh, on Friday night against Hull FC when they played away from home. So they are struggling in that department. But on that pitch there at home, they'll, they'll be a tough nut to crack. But uh, I'm hoping we can we can do the business. Yeah, Ryan, we're, we're full of confidence after that win against Castleford. Uh, Witness, obviously, near the bottom, stretching around for farm and points. Away win, surely. You'd like to think so, but we beat Warrington a couple of weeks ago and then went to Wakefield and lost, so we can't get complacent. Yes, we have beat Topper Lee, but you've still got to prepare yourself for this game as much as you would for, for any other game, whether that's against Casper Wigan, Widness or Swinton. You've, you know, you've got to you've got to prepare your absolute best. Uh, going back to Dangerman, uh Reece Ambry, he's a good player. Corey Thompson, um, Lloyd Wiley is pretty decent as well. So they've got some good players with this. They're a good side to work hard, but I just I just feel we'll have probably a little bit too much for him. Yeah, obviously beating Widness, Paul, after the uh, the game against Castleford, do you think that'll send a message out to obviously the fans who are who are stay away fans we'll call them, who were who are looking from afar to see how, how Salford are doing? Do you think that might entice them in with two big Yeah, wins? of course it will yeah, of course it will. I mean People that want to be associated with a winning team, don't they? Especially like the, the floating supporters and whatever. And it's all about building consistency. Now, if you look at the, the the start we've had to the season, we've lost one, lost one, lost one. Uh, so you've got to build build on that now and build build consistency. We've got two games now against against Widnes, and I don't really want to look towards the St. Helens game until you've got Widnes out of the way. I don't, I don't think there's any donkey teams in the league really. You've got to give every team the respect, and you've got to take each. I know it's a cliche, but you've got to take each game as it comes. Get over that hurdle then look to the next hurdle. So witness is going to be tough. Any team on their own pitch is going to be, be tough to, to beat. But if we can win that one, you know, it's back-to-back wins then. And then obviously with a, a big, tasty home game against St. Helens, you can look at perhaps developing that crowd then and, you know, you'll mark it a bit more. Perhaps people will take a bit No, Perhaps we'll move up the table a bit more as well if we were to beat witness. So uh, so I can't wait for Friday. We're looking forward to it. And just after the way we played against Castleford, that's, you know, that's going to fill the players full of confidence. That. Yeah, I'll speak about getting on a run in it, Ryan. You know what, if we want to get in that top eight, 
It's about winning two and three and four games on the spin, isn't it? It is. We can't be winning one game, losing the next, winning the next game, losing the next, winning the next game. We need to be winning you know, three games in a row and then maybe you get a loss and then two games and then you get a loss. Like We need to build this consistency, especially if we're aiming for the top four as well. And, you know, I feel we're more than capable to do that as well. We, you know, But this, this is a really, really important game on Friday. There's going to be a lot of away fans there. Um, we need to show that we can be consistent and win two games on the bounce and hopefully that momentum will take us into the St. Ellen's game and the whole game and you know, I really felt that Sunday shaped our season if we were to lose that game I feel we'd have been, a, we'd have been really really disappointing probably, probably a bit demotivating for the, for the players as well but we've got that good win against the best side in the comp for me so we need to be going to witness and getting two points Yeah Paul you spoke to to George Griffin and Rob Louie after the game and looking forward to the game against Witness and this is what they had to say Delighted to say I'm joined by George Griffin on to Witness next week now we need to keep progressing don't we and build on this victory Oh yeah of course like we haven't gone uh, back to back yet this year so that's something we aim to do and, and kick on from there you know Witness is an awesome team at home and it's a fast pitch so Looking forward to that game. Yeah, you've got to be careful on that pitch, haven't you? you know, you get the old greys on there, don't you? That high pitch is a bit <laughs> tricky, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, if the weather's good, like, it's an awesome, like, awesome pitch to play on, you can throw the ball around a bit, but, um, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll take, go down with the right mentality again and hopefully give it to him. Well, thanks for talking to us, George, and best of luck next week, mate. No worries, mate. Cheers. Right, well, I'm delighted to say I'm with uh, Rob Lewis. How are you feeling? I mean, you struggle with injuries, haven't you? But you're back to your best now, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Build confidence building. It's just personally, you know, um, I just got to look after my injuries. are always going to be there, but it's just how I maintain them. And um, my, the physio staff and myself are doing really good just to just to stay on it because um, when I'm fresh and free, I feel feel good on the field. And you're keeping Todd Carney out on the side. I saw him prowling the touchline today, but if you keep playing like that, you're going to keep him out on the team, aren't you? Uh, well, he's going to find a way to come in. You know, he's a class yeah. player. But um, for, for that, we just got to, you know, just keep focusing on ourselves back to back. We want to go back to back. We haven't done it for a while. We always seem to go win, lose, win, lose. But, you know, it's a big week for us um, coming up. Witness on Friday, yeah. Witness, so um, it's going to be tough. But, you know, we just got to celebrate today and then look forward to witness. That's going to fill you full of confidence today going to witness on Friday night. Obviously, like you said, if we can back a little bit of consistency, that's going to bode well for the top eight finish. Yeah, 100%. Um, witness, you know, um, not to look, uh, look forward. They, they're a class team, you know. They, they travelled over to. France and um, come at a draw so like I said we're going to worry about ourselves um, defence again we'll look over the video and see what we can work on but just a class effort by the boys well, brilliant today Rob thanks again mate and we'll see you on Friday nah, thank you very much cheers mate thanks very much for that so both seem quite confident about the game on uh, on on Friday pal well, yeah they were both looking forward to it and as we spoke about the, the eye pitch as well that I think it can play a big part at a witness. They they seem to play well on that on that field, don't they? So, uh, but yeah, it's one of those games. It I just can't wait for it to come round. And I'm really confident about about this this game. And I, I've said that before going to games and been disappointed. But you know that that was a that was a really important win that against Casper as Ryan just said there. And I think it could shape the season because you know you lose that game and then you play played six one two lost four. But three and three we can be more wins than, than losses this week and. It is. It's about building momentum and getting on the run, and I think we can do that. I think it's about building momentum and sending a message, Ryan. You know, if if we beat Widnes away and we've beaten Castleford at home, you know that's that for me shows that we're you know we're in the right track and we're we're going forward. And you know, top eight spot is fast becoming a possibility. It does, and I think I think we're already on that that journey anyway. <laughs> I feel we're really lucky not to be joint top of the league at the minute. 
we should have probably won at Leeds away and Wakefield away. So uh, there is a little bit of a well, there is a buzz about the place at the minute, but you know we need to we need to be winning these games like witness to make that top eight. Top eight should be the minimum we're aiming for this year. For me, if we finish in the bottom four, that'll feel like getting relegated this year. Um, we we should be aiming for that top four five positions. Try to get to Old Trafford because the team's good enough to do it. Just got to believe and keep playing every week. I suppose believe's a big thing, isn't it, Paul? Obviously, what happened last season at OKR, you know, it's kind of galvanised everyone, hasn't it? And you know, this team is, is is going one way, and that's forward for me. Yeah, yeah, certainly. As you just got to remember, we didn't win anything in that game at OKR, did we? It was it was a poor position to be in, wasn't it? In that in that bottom four and in, in that million pound game. I mean. It, it was very disappointing to be in that um, finishing fifth out of that, of that middle eight. I, th- I thought it was a big letdown. Some of the performances in the middle eight last season. Obviously, we've moved on from that now, and we've got we've got to build on that. And like Ryan says, I, I'd be, be gutted if we were to finish in the, in the bottom four this season. Now, I think I think eight. I mean, eight out of twelve, as we've said before. I mean, it's not even halfway, is it? So eight should be the, should be the minimum now. Um, obviously, we don't, I don't want I don't want to set like goals too high, saying top four, top six. I'm I'm a bit more cautious than. than than Ryan, I suppose, but uh, but yeah, anything above eighth, eighth, eighth would, be, would be an improvement and and something to build. And I think if you look at Castleford as a model, Ian Watson was more or less saying that to me on on, on Sunday. They've they've done that. They've they sort of built up slowly. They finished in the top eight a couple of seasons, and now they're up challenging the the, the big teams and that. And I think that they're the model that we're to follow. And I think you know with Ian's guideship, that that's the way we're going, aren't we? Yeah, for me, Paul, it was. I know we didn't win anything, but it was a fork in the road where. Winning that game has, has changed everything for for me and the club and and for, for the fans. We've got that belief now that when the chips are down, we can deliver. And that, yeah, and think, it's that mentality, Rob. I yeah. think, isn't it? That's that's more than anything. Yeah. And you go and you go into games and go into moments in games. You think, you know, we can do this now. When before you'd be thinking, can we? Can we? And I think it, Ryan. I think that's a massive thing for me. And you know, last few performances has proved it for me. The, the strength, the mental strength, I think, to come from behind against Castleford at home. You know, shows for me that you know they're a team going forward. They're a group of players there that have got you know skill and ability and able to harness all that and you know turn you know games that we might win into games that we will. Definitely, like cast for me that game where I saw him play Leeds on on that Thursday night. That that was some of the best rugby I've ever seen in Super League, and I feel that's a really fair comment. And to to beat Cast and to 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 stop them like we did just shows how far we've. We've come as a, as as a, uh, how far they've come as a team, and uh, you know we should we should be going to any game thinking we can beat them, and I, I feel like they are they are doing that already. That that belief's there. Ian Watson's managed to sort of instil that into him, and who knows who knows what could happen this season. You know this could be a really special season for us, and from what we've seen so far, you know we could potentially make the top four this year. I'm I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. I think uh, Ryan's on the Andy Riley bus, Paul, by the, by the sound of it. Um, you're, you're hoping, like I said, that the team can keep developing and, and keep building. And, you know, like you said, like you said, Ryan, you know, if the results do go our way, we, we could end up in the in the top four. And that would be a game changer, I think, for, for the club. Yeah, it would. Like, we've been so starved of success in the past. Like, if you look at the last 20 years, we've only got in the playoffs once. Last time we were in a Challenge Cup semi-final was 1997, so there's not been anything really to get extremely excited about. So this this season, maybe you know, maybe something can happen. Maybe we can get to another Challenge Cup semi-final. Maybe we can get to a Challenge Cup final. Maybe we can get in the top four and get in the 
semi-finals of Super League. Who knows? We've just got to keep playing hard, working hard, keep that confidence up, keep that positivity that's been around the club for like the last, you know, sort of six months or so, and just kick on really, and uh, you know, just just keep just keep doing what they're doing really, and hopefully we'll. We'll uh, have, a, have a day to get really excited about because we've not had that for a long time. Yeah, keep making the magic happen. That's, that's the message. Um, Paul, give us your score prediction for the game against Witness. Thank God I've wrote it down. Have you? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do a prediction league, don't worry, on Facebook with a few few lads of other clubs and that. Uh, one at Featherstone supporters we're on friends with. And I've got into an habit now of writing all my scores down on the back of the League Express so I don't have to make them up on a Wednesday when he asks me for them. I've already got them. <laughs> so uh, I've gone 60, uh, 16 to witness, 30 to Salford. Paul adding a bit of professionalism to the to the podcast, Ryan, by writing his <laughs> scores down. Um, what about you, Ryan? Are you going to put out the sky or have you got yours written down too? I haven't got it wrote down, oh. but all our games have been within about 10 points. Mm. But I feel that will change on Friday. So I'm going to go for a really ballsy call. I'm going to go 42-12 to Salford. Away, 40-12. That's a that's a score and a half, Paul, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll be falling in sick on Saturday at work if we're 42-12. <laughs> but yeah, you know what though? Why not? The way we're playing at the moment, why not? Why not? Because you know we are. We're playing some really good stuff, and you know witness is struggling. So so why not? Yeah, it's a it's a bold statement, but I think mine is as well. So. Uh, but why not? I think I think we're due to wipe the floor with somebody. I mean, like Ryan was saying before, we've, we've had a lot of close games, haven't we? You know, the Wakefield game, the Leeds game, where you know we deserved at least a point out of that Leeds game. That was a really disappointing night. And then, obviously, the Cast game as well, two points in it. But yeah, I think perhaps we're ready for a big score now. Yeah, I'm going to go for Witness 6, Salford 22. 22-6? Do you know when you do them predictions, Rob? Do you do you like pull the the numbers out of an hat? <laughs> it sounds like you you just pulling them out randomly. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Or did you have it rolled down as well? No, I don't. I don't write them down. That's for sure. I, do, I just I just kind of just trying to pick a number between one and thirty. It's like you're gazing at the stars and yeah, yeah. It's one of them bingo that. machines, isn't it? Yeah, he just sort yeah. of spins it around and whatever whatever number comes out. Yeah, that's the score. That's that's, a, that's my trade secrets are all coming out now. This isn't good. <laughs> this is not good. Okay, so that's that's our predictions for the for the game against Witness. Hopefully, the boys will uh, come in and uh, and get them with two points. Quick, we had a quick conversation off air about what we'd prefer to win. Obviously, because we're on a on a high after beating Castleford, Paul. Um, Challenge Cup or Super League for you? I'll settle for beating Witness on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not like I am. I'd, I'd love us to win a, win a trophy. I mean, God, it's been a long time watching them now. And like Ryan said before, he did a bit of a disservice before Ryan as well. Eighty-seven, it was ninety-eight the last semi-final. It was nineteen years ago, so don't be too harsh on us. But no, it's been a long time since we've had a good cup run. Um, I'd love something like that, but yeah, perhaps get into Old Shafford. But Wembley's always been since being like five or six year old. Wembley's always been like the holy grail to me, and you know, we've got to those those two semi-finals, and we're both. Well, one was more heartbreaking than the other one, but um, I'd love to have a good cup run. So, so it'd probably be the challenge cup for me. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose, Ryan, you've got a different view on this. For me, it's not even about winning something. It's just getting to a final. For me, getting to a final would be like winning something for Salford. Um, whatever happened in the final, it wouldn't matter. Just to see Salford play at Wembley or to play at Old Trafford and just to see how many fans will come out of the woodwork and... 
how good the atmosphere would be. That that would be just special for me. Um, but I, I, I'd love to go to Wembley, don't get me wrong. August, you know, summer's day. Loads of Salford fans heading down the coast out of Wembley. That, that would be amazing. But for me to see Salford play at Old Trafford, I'm a City fan as well, so I don't know why I'm saying this, but... To see you Salford play at Old Trafford, I, th- I feel we'd take so many supporters to Old Trafford. And, you know, it's always a full house at Old Trafford. I went to Wembley last year and it, there was a few empty seats. So to have a full house at Old Trafford, imagine playing like Wigan, someone like that at Old Trafford and all the Salford fans being the Stratford and imagine how loud that would be. Um, for me, that would be that'd be great getting to Old Trafford. I feel the Super League is a bit of a bigger thing to win now than the Challenge Cup as well. Um, a bit of the lights been taken off it. Because it used to be like the last game of the season, the Challenge Cup, in May. So everyone used to go and used to always get like ninety hundred thousand. Whereas now I, I feel it's in the sort of wrong part of the season, being in being in August. So uh, yeah, definitely I'd rather win the Super League. Ryan saying that the the cup's lost his magic, Paul. That's not right, is it? Mm, blow me top here listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. Um, I think he's played at the wrong time of the year now. But when you've not been to to, to Wembley since 1969 it's only 50 years ago and you've not won it since 1938 we've only won it once I think it's sort of a really 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 special thing in it I'd, I'd love to see us at Old Trafford don't get me wrong because um, I think you, like Ryan said I think you'd see loads and loads of people there thousands of people come out of the woodwork and what have you but I just hope in my lifetime and especially my dad's lifetime as well because he he didn't get to Wembley in 1969 his brother didn't take him and he was a bit gutted about that uh, with him only being like 10, 10 or 11 years older. I'd love to, for us both to be able to go and see that in my lifetime anyway, before I'm too old, or before he's too old anyway, because I keep getting these visions of me having to like wheel him in there when he's like 80 odd, if, we, if we're still here, sort of thing. So, but either one of them, either one of them would do me. I think it'd be, be great. But uh, but yeah, let's just be witness on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I might just throw it out there on our Twitter, if you're actually kind of listening yeah. to this and you've got your opinion, um, if you can tweet us, hashtag... Uh, cup Reds if you fancy the Challenge Cup that's the main one for you and if it's a Super League Grand Final appearance if you can ha- do a hashtag Super Reds and we'll see what our listeners think I think it'll be interesting to see what, what everyone thinks whether they want to win a Challenge Cup or whether they'd be happy with a, uh, a Grand Final appearance like Ryan so that was the end of another podcast uh, another great show Paul yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. Can't wait for for uh, for Friday against Woodness. And now we're being really picky about what we what we're going to win the challenge, the challenge <laughs> cup on a grand final. I'm really excited now. But but yeah, I'll set I'll settle for uh, the two points on Friday, mate. Yeah, big thanks for coming on again, Ryan. Uh, you've been another great uh, guest presenter. Cheers, Norris. And just just going back to what you mentioned earlier, the uh, Red Army Salford Facebook uh, Twitter page put a post on the other week. Salford fans, what would you rather win? And uh, 143 votes got cast and 52% said they'd rather win the Challenge Cup and 48% said Super League. So it seems like more people are leaning towards your preferred win, Paul. Well, you know, our listeners might be different, Ryan. You never know. We'll have to see. Hopefully they'll they'll be tweeting. Hopefully after the show because we want them to like tweet midway through and cut us off and have to start again. So just wait till we're finished, then then give us a tweet and let us know, uh, you know what you think. So thanks for listening to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and White Line Fever Radio. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.